Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Are they doing another list about bringing characters back? I mean, come on now. Are they repeating material? And to that I say, thank you so much for following us. You're quite awesome and I appreciate you watching so many videos. However, this one is a different slant. You see, there are so many unresolved stories in Star Trek that have left fairly important characters still at large with no resolution to their stories. Naturally, we being Trek culture, we're here to take a look at that. I'm Sean Ferrick for Trek Culture and here are 10 Star Trek characters still at large. Number 10, Maj Kulla. The Kazon, or as they're also known, what happens when you order a Klingon off a discount site, were never truly the major threat they were set up to be. There are several factors leading to this, but the lack of a central villain to root against definitely played a part. Mashkola, however, is probably the closest to that. Anthony the Longest played a sneering baddie in the first two seasons of Star Trek Voyager. Though the character was supposed to die during the events of Basics, it was in fact Seska who bit the bullet, with Kulla escaping with their baby. Humiliated and defeated, he would return to rule the Kazon Nistrum sect never to be heard from again. Now, while Voyager's continued path through the Delta Quadrant explained why he wasn't seen again, addressing Kulla's story might actually finally achieve what Star Trek hasn't managed to do so far, make the Kazon a threat worthy of Starfleet. While it's true that they did commandeer the ship, even that seemed somewhat contrived. The audience would benefit from being given an actual reason to fear the Kazon, as they certainly haven't received one yet. Of all the Kazon encountered, Kulla is certainly the closest to an actual threat, therefore he makes a perfect candidate for a revisit. And what's the closest Federation starship to the Delta Quadrant? That's right, the USS Protostar. Number 9. Nagilum. Nagilum is one of the most interesting characters to only appear once in Star Trek. The second season of The Next Generation, while a marked improvement over the first, still stumbled here and there, where Silence Has Lease was not one of those occasions, even if the show itself was a pure bottle episode. Earl Bowen provides the voice of Nagilum, though he might be best known to sci-fi fans as Dr. Silverman from the Terminator films. His cool voice manages to embody the rationale of a professor and the detachment of a serial killer. While I'm honestly not sure if that sounds like a compliment as it's meant to be, Nagilum is a character who could very easily pose a fantastic threat for a new starship. While he may need to be watered down a little, the crew of the Protostar would serve as an interesting test for him. How would a ship full of children face against this remorseless scientist? With Earl Bowen still alive and well at the time of recording, having him record a voiceover dialogue for the return of this monster would serve to terrify the younger audience of Star Trek. Something we can all agree is a must. Number 8. Admiral Janeway Coda 
a third season episode of Star Trek Voyager, features an alien presence that is terrifying both in how it tortures Janeway, but also in the fact that it isn't truly defeated by the episode's close. In fact, Captain Janeway goes so far to suggest that this alien and others like it might be waiting for every living creature as they die. Certainly a happy, jolly idea. Len Cario appears as the alien in the guise of Admiral Janeway, the deceased father of Captain Janeway. Elements of a story were taken from producer Jerry Taylor's own work, including his references to his own drowning. While much of the episode seemed to be a well-intentioned spirit guiding his daughter into the afterlife, the reveal was quite horrific for a Star Trek story. He's a member of an alien race that acquires prey at the moment of their deaths. Then they drag them into their own dimension, feeding off their energy for a long, long time. The EMH is successful in reviving the captain. The alien leaves with a stinger that he will see her again before she dies. While bringing him back may be one of the cruelest things for the writers to do to Janeway, it would certainly prove him to be, if nothing else, more than simply a villain of the week. Here is a wolf in the guise of a loved one. What could be more terrifying in the moments before death? Number 7. Toral. This little git made for a wonderfully annoying, yet oddly compelling, challenger to Gowron in Redemption. The illegitimate son of Juros, he claimed the right to be considered for the Chancellorship of the Klingon High Council. He was struck down by Picard, which led directly to the Civil War. He survived the conflict, though was reduced to a scavenger. He would reappear to bother Worf again, though this time in the Gamma Quadrant. He was played by J.D. Cullum in his first appearance, but was then played by Rick Pascalone in his second appearance. Toral is still out there, though perhaps could have come up against the Dominion during time in the Gamma Quadrant. As a Klingon without any discernible honour, there's little doubt that he would do whatever it took to survive, which would lead to a storyline in which another member of the Juras family was charged with betraying the Empire. One has to wonder if Worf would be as forgiving if Toral were presented in front of him another time, and it could be an excellent opportunity to use his new Kurleth sword designed by the incredible Dan Curry. Number 6. Dr. Pulaski now this is a name that often turns up on our where are they now or why the hell haven't they brought her back yet lists but Dr. Catherine Pulaski is a name that is quite conspicuous in its absence with that only being more obvious with the announcement of the cast for Picard's third season. Diana Maldar has appeared in both The Next Generation and the original series. There are few actors who have appeared in more than two iterations of the franchise so for one this would be an excellent status to give to her. That's not the only reason to bring the character back. She literally hasn't been mentioned since Who Watches the the Watchers. It feels like a painfully deliberate exclusion to never allude to the character again. While Muldaur may have retired from acting at this stage, bringing her back if she was willing for a cameo would be an excellent bridging of the gap between Crusher and Pulaski. Pulaski did replace her and was subsequently replaced by her. According to a recent interview, Gates McFadden said that she's never met Muldaur. Bringing the two chief medical officers of the Federation flagship together seems to be something that would drive the fans wild. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Number five, pink. Give Jeffrey Combs his own show. Give him whatever he wants so that he'll say yes. Wayun is dead. Brunt could return. Pink might be the character with the easiest path to Combs' rightful place as a full-time performer extraordinaire. As the broadcaster of the Tungatsi sport, Pink is a very important person to the Delta Quadrant. Much like the media moguls of the 21st century, knocking out one broadcast wouldn't do an awful lot to slow this man down. Tungatsi was a sport beloved by many, so Voyager's escape would mean little to them. Combs, as usual, oozed his evil charm all over the screen during the episode. The final resolution of the story saw him not so much defeated as mildly inconvenienced by the loss of one of his satellites, hardly the end of the road for Pink. However, with the proto star and now the dauntless present in the Delta Quadrant, there's nothing to say that this sportscaster wouldn't relish the chance to even the score a little. After all, who better to enact revenge than a man whose day job is the provision of blood sports? Number four, Goal. Dragon's Teeth is a frustrating episode of Star Trek Voyager. The Vodwar were a fantastic villain. What's more is that on escaping, they brought their ships into the subspace corridors that would let them travel huge distances in a short space of time. They were an Imperial race bent on conquering the Delta Quadrant. Surely we were going to run into them again, right? Gaul, played by Robert Nepper, made an excellent leading villain in this story. It was Nepper's second appearance in Star Trek, having first appeared as a man so intent on not marrying Deanna Troy that he took up residence on a plague ship. His presence here was slightly more commanding, serving as a foil against the peace-loving Gedron. Gaul is one of the many Vadwar who do escape into the tunnels at the end of the episode. If they are confined to the Delta Quadrant, then they could quite easily reappear in Star Trek Prodigy. Janeway is aboard the Protostar, uh, so there is someone who could recognise them. A single Vadwar vessel wouldn't pose much of a threat to the Protostar, so he could return in such a way that the crew could face him without being blown out of the sky. Through Gaul, the mystery of what happened to the Vadwar could be solved, closing a blatantly open thread in Voyager's history. Number three, Rolaren. Now this entry will hardly shock anyone as in simple English, nobody, no death. We never saw Rolaren killed along with the rest of the Maquis, meaning that she's still out there biding her time. In previous entries, we've alluded to the reunion that would surely occur between Roe and Picard, but there are any number of directions her character could take. The Maquis connection would make for a nice segue to a post-Deep Space Nine or Voyager storyline. While the Maquis never really got fleshed out on the latter, there is still that initial connection that was written between Roe and Chakotay. He was to have been her instructor at the Academy before it was quietly retconned. However, it wasn't 
wasn't confirmed on screen, so therefore it could be easily unretconned. With Chakotay appearing in Star Trek Prodigy, this could easily serve as the backdoor to bring Roe back to the Star Trek universe. Michelle Forbes is very much still working and shows no signs of slowing down, so bagging her now could be a huge victory for the franchise. This is a character whose return would not simply serve to please fans, but works so well across several different iterations. Number 2. Sela. Oh, you knew this name was coming. Denise Crosby is, at the time of writing, the last main cast member of the next generation not to be confirmed in some form for Star Trek Picard. Showrunner Terry Metalis has confirmed via his Twitter account that the female lead villain of the third season will not be Sela, which seems like a damn shame, to be honest. Sela is one of the great dangling threads from the next generation. In the great tradition of Hollywood, if it doesn't happen on screen, then it didn't happen, meaning that Sela, as a character, is most likely still alive. If Star Trek Picard doesn't have a place for her, then Lower Decks or Prodigy was both the contenders for a return, with Lower Decks being the more likely of the two. Sela would make an excellent point of view character for what exactly is happening with the Romulan Free State, something that was sorely lacking from Picard's first season. Sela is no stranger to these bring-them-back lists that we publish here, and we won't be satisfied until we see her return. Number 1. Captain Morgan Bateson Kelsey Grammer appeared in the fifth season episode of The Next Generation Cause and Effect. The USS Bozeman emerged from the anomaly, ready to smash into the Enterprise's starboard nacelle, just to ruin everybody's day. To be fair, Bateson came off worse. He found himself 70 years out of time. The Bozeman would then re-enter service, even though the Soyuz-class starships had been retired from service decades before the events of The Next Generation. However, it was technically fresh off the factory floor, as it had only just left space dock before getting trapped in the time loop. In canon, the Bozeman was assigned to patrol the neutral zone during the events of All Good Things. The name appeared in Star Trek Generations, in which it was forced to make a course correction because of Sauron's actions. It also fought in the Battle of Sector 001. So there are easily any number of ways to bring the character back. In the real world, Grammar is an executive producer on the Fraser continuation, as well as appearing on the show, which is due to be filmed on the Paramount lot in October 2022. So having him appear in Star Trek might simply mean the difference of walking a few feet from one set to another. It would be very interesting to see how quickly, if at all, Bateson adapted to life in the 24th century, particularly when the entire quadrant erupted into war barely five years after he returned. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.